conversation you're about to listen to was a real joy to record. Um, I got Justin in to talk about his acting studio, of course, but um, mainly because I've had personal experience within that studio and know how incredible a place uh, it is and how incredible a teacher Justin uh, is. Uh, I knew Justin was a mad Geelong man, so I, I also knew that... <laughs> One of the things that was going to get him into this, the studio for this was to have a chat about uh, chat to dad about Geelong and and, the, and that time. Um, but I also knew how much Neil would love Justin. Um, Justin is a very special person uh, who speaks with such honesty um, and reason, and I consider him a friend. But after listening to this, I, I think you'll also kind of, I know it sounds kind of lame, but consider him a friend too, because he really speaks to a part of us that um, a lot of us tend to avoid. Um, and I think a big part of that is, is speaking speaking truth and speaking honestly and speaking about the things that bring us trouble and challenge us, uh, but also the things that bring us joy. And one of those is the arts. Um for most of us, I think the arts or theatre or music or literature is one of our great passions. It's a human passion. So we got to talk about that today with an amazing man. Hope you enjoy on Generation Balm. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Generation Bar for 2019. I'm, I'm sitting in the studio with a very rugged uh, uh, hybrid of Brendan Gleeson and who did we say the other the other fella with the beard? The cow of the county. What was his name? Who's that singer? Oh, uh, Glenn Campbell or something. Yeah, Glenn Campbell. That's right. Well, Neil's looking very very dashing with the beard. He's come back from you've come back from uh, a few weeks in Europe, which is which is lovely. Um, but now we're back for the serious stuff. And uh, well, it's a very good radio picture that with beards, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, I think all, all three in the uh, in the studio have got beards on, beards on, strapped on today. But um, today, first shoot show. <laughs> is that the terminology? Uh, I, I, I think n- so. What is the terminology? Plenty. Oh, okay, beautiful. Well, yeah. I had plenty of hair down on the chin, not so much on top. Uh-huh. But that's. I think today we're we're talking about a, a topic that. Uh, well, I've seen you in a couple of performances before. There's the one where the man uh, gets in the wrong car in the front bar. Uh, <laughs> and there's the, I think you're in a 4 and 20 commercial back in the 70s and a few other little things. Throughout. Was, yeah, I, yeah, it was very good. Yes. <laughs> so, an extensive roll call of some of the most uh, prestigious acting roles around. Um, but, I, I mean, I know, I know you're, a, you know, I suppose, you, you enjoy a bit watching a bit of TV and film and, and that sort of thing. Theatre, I don't know if you frequent as much, but I know you've been to a, a few shows. But uh, what, when, when you think of theatre, what, what comes to mind? What performances or actors or, or shows come to mind? Oh, well, I'm very simple nowadays. I prefer humour in the theatre, probably. <laughs> but um, although I do, I challenge myself. I, we should, I should go and see more of the dramatic stuff. Uh, it is beautifully done. Um, I'm probably a little bit more impatient than I used to be with it. I need to, I need to know the answer rather than have to delve into it, which mm. is what it's really mostly all about. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not. Um, I should. I should start again. The truth is, but remember, we sat sat through waiting for Gotto. Yeah, yeah, yes, Ian McKellen. Yeah, and it was um, kind of like. <laughs> but it was it was outstanding. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It's, a, it's a funny, very interesting show that one it's because like it, dentist, well, yeah, it really is because well, that's the whole thing, right? That's yeah. what it's called, waiting for Godot. Yeah. You're just sort of waiting, right? Yeah. But you're watching these uh, marvelous. But at the same time, I think I was the same boat as you. And like, is something gonna? Are we, are we missing something here? Um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, some of the, the Shakespearean stuff is beautiful as well, yeah. obviously. Um, in fact, all of it is, but but even a lot of the films, uh, you know, all of the dramatic stuff is um, is marvelous. Well, I was, I was, we were talking about this today um, at my university about um, the relevance of Shakespeare for for students nowadays, and there's the, there's a whole debate going on about that whether you know like the texts from the 15th 16th century are as relevant, you know, they're classics, but at the same time, do kids relate to them enough to be able to draw um i suppose interesting observations and write about them and oh, well, but they do it i can remember as a kid doing julius caesar and that was a very simple in a lot of ways a very simple shakespearean play but the story is pretty obvious and very yeah. powerful and some of the things i still recall you know some of Caius Cassius's speeches or uh, Brutus, um, what H U Brute and I think you can go verbatim with a few of those, can't you? Still, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't think I'll bother everyone with that. <laughs> Why man he doth bestride the narrow world like a colossus, while we petty men walk under his huge legs to find ourselves dishonourable graves. The fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves, for we are underlings, etc., etc. <laughs> That's so. brilliant. Yeah, very good. Very, very, very good. <laughs> All I remember is uh, Richard III, um, what is it? Now is the winter of our discontent. May glorious summer for this, the son of York, and on and on it goes. Can you hear the people turning off? Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I can... <laughs> There's a visceral uh, yeah, moment of, of flicking the switches. But uh, hopefully if you stay with us, I think we've got, we've got a magnificent guest in here. And I think what we're going to learn, uh, particularly a person like you, Neil, who uh, probably hasn't been in an acting studio before, have you? Well, no, but I, I probably live in one. But Yeah, yeah well, yeah, that's true. We all kind of <laughs> oh, do. Well, don't we? <laughs> it is, it is. But we've got, we got Justin Lehman, who uh, I suppose is, is the uh, owner-manager and lead teacher of Justin Lehman Studios, acting studios. Uh, but first of all, the question we ask all our guests, how would you describe what you do and who you are? Um, well, firstly, it's great to be here and it's great to sit opposite the, the great man himself once again. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that rendition of, of Shakespeare. I was like, oh, holy, you don't need me here. What am I doing here? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, as you said, I'm an acting teacher and I have my own studio space in Brunswick. Um, the, the teaching came as a, a natural extension of, of being an actor. I worked professionally for quite a few years and um, over that time I developed a real love and passion for, for the craft <clears throat> and actually I developed a real uh, reverence for art and uh, what it gives to our society and teaches us. But um, uh, I, I guess in some ways that describes who I am a little bit but it's funny you know I was thinking about that question and uh, it's going to sound bad but more and more I'm, I'm, I'm relinquishing the need to know and I'm not sure why 
I'm actually not sure why. I, I think I have a sneaking suspicion it's around social media <clears throat> because at the moment I feel that there's a, a tidal wave of um, 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 personality and the cult of identity and me, 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 me. And, um, and sometimes I'm feeling like I just kind of need to withdraw and, 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 and seek some silence and some solitude and get away from that. It's, it's kind of that. I mean, I, I think people <clears throat> of my age notice it too. There's so much... The social media is just almost blah. Mm. There's almost no intellectual component to it. And I know we were kind of when we're talking about this program and what how what acting means and what production is and what are we and a lot of it is it's sort of like an intellectual wrestle. Mm. Whereas when we look at most of the stuff that's around today, there's almost no. When I say there's no intellectual capacity, that uh, part of it that's a little bit un, unkind, but essentially not, is there? It's mm. like, what do I think now? Boom! What do you think about that? What do you think about that? What do you think about? It? There's no real. Have a look at. Have a. Let's look at this hour's stuff and mm. think about what the hell does that mean? Mm. Um, so I reckon life's changing from that point of view. Absolutely, yeah. and uh, and I'm not sure that might be something I'm. I'm also getting older too, so maybe that's a, a part of getting older. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I got <laughs> married recently, so that's it's a part of me getting older. Yeah, <coughs> old and stupid. I've been married for a long time. It's the best thing I ever did. So. Yeah, yeah. Good answer. And, uh, I think yeah. There's a there's a component of this carefully sort of a carefully drawn. People's profiles are almost carefully drawn to the point of like, you've got no idea who they really are if you don't know them or even yeah. if you do know them and they're like they're trying to curate themselves in a way it's like a PR it's all a bit of a PR game where yeah, it's well, spontaneity the, it's, kind it's, of it's funny because I, I you know I saw a, a couple of documentaries around the people that created the, the, the some of the social media apps and apparently and I don't know for sure but apparently they're, they're designed to to be addictive and in fact, some of the guys that, that have built the, the platforms don't allow their own children to use it. So it says, I think that says something about... <laughs> it says a lot of things, I think. ...the nature of it, you know. But, but in a funny way, that's kind of the opposite to what... Um, you know, we're again talking about what the essence of acting is. It's mm. kind of like understanding what the acting needs to be, where this is almost the opposite. This is, this is trying to, to draw a picture in your image yeah rather than and there's no substance yeah, yeah it's no, not who you really are it, and, and it seems to me it's like if the image is slick enough then that's enough yeah mm, and it's yeah. not you know it's really not it's not healthy right. you know changing changing topics to well just on that yeah. note too I was, I was thinking you know who you are and you know there was a great acting teacher called Stella Radler and she had a, a great quote and I'm paraphrasing it but she said for, for centuries one has sought the answer to who am I? But instead, one should find out what one can do and do it like Hercules. <clears throat> and I think that it's what that spoke to me, well, what that meant to me was find your passion, really do it. And through the doing of that, you'll find out who you are and that will be revealed to you, you know. Yeah, too much introspection. Maybe you don't do enough. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Maybe. You just go out and do it when you find out who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rather than sitting back waiting for who you are to do something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose it's that whole thing of even the mantra of um, 
there's a whole thing of leaders are born, but really no leaders are made from hard work and actually discovering in, in hardship or hard time, or even if it's just in moments where you need someone to stand up rather than actually, this is who you are. You are enshrined as a leader or you're enshrined as a particular person, which mm. Mm. you've got a funny little pensive look well, on your no, face yeah, there. No, I'm, I'm really interested in leadership, but I'm, I'm not sure. I think, yeah, and I'm not certain how that, but I think a lot of them are produced, mm. kind of mass produced in a way. There are some names that I won't mention who are obvious in that, that I don't think are great leaders, but yeah. they are some of our significant leaders at the moment. But um, leadership is all about how you treat other people and how you react under mm. pressure, I think. Um, and I reckon some of our leaders don't do that all that well. It becomes very selfish. So you, what they do is to retain leadership, you do what you need to do, whereas that's not what leadership is really about. I think just on this just last point here, but I think we've, we've been brought up with these visions of we had two world wars, and in world wars it seems like orators like Winston Churchill and that sort of thing are come to the front because it's a you know, national emergency. But where there's almost this expectation that we're going to have the next great leader is going to come up and be this amazing orator, which I don't think we want. I think you do want more of a lower profile for great leaders, you know, because as you say, they've developed relationships. That oh, we, we talk about it in, in our real worlds. You, yeah. We don't really want the charismatic. No, leader, no. Because he's not really there for, for, for the <laughs> right reasons. Yeah. You, it doesn't stop one from being somewhat charismatic, but mm. you don't, you're not a charismatic leader. You are a leader based on what mm. you do what your values are, what you expect people to do, you could well be quite under understated and be a yeah. very, very good leader, not necessarily the charismatic type. But it depends what your business is. If it's pop populist, um, uh, like like we have in the, uh, in the political system, I suppose you've got to be a bit charismatic or no one gives a hoot about you. Well, I wouldn't mm. have thought that John Howard was particularly <laughs> charismatic and he no. did a pretty good job in the no. end. But, um, not, not that I'm politically biased in any way, uh, but um, yeah, no, yeah. it's interesting. I'm, I'm interested in seeing a leader who doesn't, who doesn't necessarily want to lead, but he's in the service of something greater than him, you know? So there's no ego attached to that idea of leadership. And His name's Alan Border. He used to be captain of the <laughs> That's what he was. Was that really? Well, that's what it looked like to me. He thought, oh, I don't really want to do this. Yeah, but yeah. Did a fantastic job. Yeah. It? Yeah. Mm. And cricket's a different game to politics, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, moving back into another another game, I suppose, in, in a sense it kind of is, but for those, for those listeners who wouldn't have the first clue and, and the great man sitting across from you, what actually uh, happens in an acting studio or in your acting studio? Well, I was going to say, I mean, I, I can't talk about others, but I can talk yeah. specifically about what happens in mine. There are two, broadly speaking, there are two areas of, of the work that I look at in, in my studio. One is technique and the other class that we do is um, in what we call an instrument class. <clears throat> which you've participated in. I have. Well, you've actually participated in, in both. Um, so the to look at the technique part of it, technique work is a system or a series of exercises <clears throat> that build upon themselves. So as the... Um, they build over a period of time, so as the exercises become more advanced, they ask more and more from the artist to contribute back to them. And it's through this process of being challenged and wrestling with it that you develop your growth and your skill and your depth. <clears throat> I kind of liken a, a good technique to going to the gym and, and if I wanted to, which I could probably use some size, <laughs> but if I wanted to build my body up, you know, then I'd go to the gym, 
uh, what I wouldn't do is go to the heaviest weight, <clears throat> even though I might want a quick result. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but you know, I, I'm going to get hurt doing that, so I'm going to I'm going to go to a weight that's reasonable for me, and over a process and period of time, I should say, I'll incrementally increase that weight, which increases the struggle, which builds the mass, the body, you know. And uh, I think that analogy is similar to what a, a good technique will do for you. So in essence, so I'm saying, so you've got, is it as simple as this? You've got a script which defines a character. So you're saying for you to be that character, you have to have this ability to assume that character's personality or is that... Well, well that, that's that kind too, of... Too, is that too simplistic? No, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's too far ahead of itself just yet. Because oh, okay. before you get to that place, you've got to develop an understanding of the principles of craft. Oh, so okay. we do that's, exercises. Yeah, sorry, yeah, so we do yeah. exercises and there's a trajectory to the work. And eventually we get to the scene. But when we get to the scene, that scene is just a natural extension of the exercises that we've been working on. So that's the, that's the technique part of it. And, um, and then I, I mentioned that there was an instrument component to the work. Um, and the instrument work, there's an understanding for an actor that uh, they are the instruments. All they have to use and work from is themselves. So, you know, like a painter might have a brush and a sculptor might have clay. Um, all an actor has to use and work from is themselves. So I have a class that is um, dedicated to developing through a variety of different exercises, um, more sensitivity, accessibility, openness, um, so that wherever the material is asking you to go, you have that availability to, to go there. I'm not sure if that if Yeah, that so makes in sense. Some, if you're, if, let's say we'll get to that point that I shouldn't have got to earlier, you're playing then, let's say you're playing a mass murderer, mm -hmm. like, and you've got to get to where that character is to play it, at what point do you want to kill someone? You know what I mean? Like I know I'm almost making a joke of it. Yeah. But if you, you know, if you assume that, well, I have to. Are, I, you assume yeah. and you take it in and you get it and you understand it and you can empathise with it or whatever the t whatever it is. Not much yeah. what it kills, but you know, like when I look at that, I just wonder because you see some of the some of the movies and all that sort of stuff. You think, oh, how the hell does that? How does that person? play that role and yeah. come well, out of it and relax. I think one of the things that I, I love m most about the craft is that, you know, you can't judge a character. And if you come from the premise, sociopaths aside, but if you come from the premise that most people in life don't do anything because they um, love being evil, you know, everyone, I think, again, generally speaking, operates from a place where they actually think they're doing something righteous. They're, they're doing something... Even if it's evil in someone else's eyes. Even if it's... Just, absolutely. Mm, mm. And uh, so you, you've got to develop that empathy and understanding for the motivations and, and uh, where they come from. And, and then um, I think what's so wonderful about, about the craft is that you get to discover where those places live in you, but you get to do it in a way where you don't have to pay any real price for it. And I think that it's a, it's a wonderful way of developing empathy so for the human. So you take a breath when you're out and, and come back to who you are. Absolutely, you know you know that you're doing yeah. a, a job and there is um, there are different values for the real world than there are in the imaginary world and when you enter the imaginary world, which is where actors live, 
it's your job. And so, you know, and, and you're uh, trying to live truthfully under those imaginary circumstances. It's one of the first rules from my experience in, in Justin's class is once you enter that door, it's a, you know, it's a safe space. No one's there to feel uncomfortable. Well, uh, yeah, I would call it a serious space. Serious space, because, yeah. Because uh, I think, um, you know, you can't go in and cultivate, in inverted commas, a safe space. But a lot of my students say, this is a safe space. But I, I cultivate a serious space mm. and an organic byproduct of cultivating a serious space is it feels safe to take risks yeah well that's right you know right that's all it is you know yeah so what's the instrument then you got the technique and what's the instrument well you you are the instrument and uh you got to develop a you got to have a really good relationship to yourself so you can use yourself uh and i i uh how do i describe that <clears throat> if you don't have a good relationship to yourself, you can't play another human being. You need to be able to be in contact with everything that's human in you to be able to play truthfully someone else. And uh, that's the instrument work. That's the, that's, that's the, 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 the process by, mm. you know, exploring different, different uh, exercises some of those exercises around giving honest expression to things, other exercises are around connecting physically with what you're feeling and um, other exercises that are around intimacy and mm. um, vulnerability. And, you know. we, we were talking about this earlier on today about some of the things you're doing and one of the things that Will mentioned was the that Daniel Day-Lewis when he played that role in, was it Blood, Blood Will Flow? <laughs> there Will Be Blood. And, and I sort of I did a little bit of work on having a look at it, and they and they say it's nearly as good an example of method acting as they've seen because he assumed the character required and actually almost built on it. Yeah. I mean, have you have you have you seen that? Have you is that something that impressed you? Um, he impresses me. He's a, he's incredible, yeah. but he has a particular way of working and. Uh, I mean, not without knowing him, but, but from what I read and, and hear, he's been to your school. Yeah, <laughs> from what I read, from what I read and hear, he uh, he really immerses himself in that character twenty four seven. Not everybody does that, you know. And uh, but yeah. that's obviously his way. And see, it's art, you know. And and there's not one way. What works for you, you know, someone else. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the prettiest either. It's what it's what they want to. What, well, what your whole job, is, yeah. yeah, your whole job is to make the work as personal as you can make it. So, uh, the, the the learning how to act is learning how not to act. You want to, you know. Yeah. Well, we we had this it's, discussion. It's paradoxical too. Yeah, no, I get yeah. it. Well, I don't quite get it, but yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. We we had this discussion earlier about I was uh, we were talking about how um, you like you you enjoy films with a, a decent outcome that you're not you're not walking yeah, away I'm, going I'm because. <laughs> so you like, you like but, to say, yeah, what's the point of this? Yeah, that's good. I don't, I've learned something good out of that. But yeah, and that's the thing, right? Because art's totally subjective, yeah. and you know, all, all good art, it doesn't matter. It's not, well, it's not good art, or it's just it's just art. It's there. Yeah. It's there to sort of provoke a a I, reaction I, I still, or something. When we were, I still think one of the most magnificent pieces of Australian film I've seen was Animal Kingdom, mm. yeah. and I saw it, and I had a tear in my, more than a tear in my eye. But it was beautifully done. It was a simple story, 
but beautifully done. But I couldn't watch it again. Mm. Like I'm, I went to, I, I can't watch it again because I know what's going to happen to that girl. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I didn't really like it and love the way they did it and love the way they produced it or presented mm. it or acted or whatever. Mm. But and I suppose that's, I guess that's just who we are to mm. a degree. But whereas I watch, you know, I can watch other stuff and you know that it's not a very good outcome, but it's not doesn't relate directly to me I suppose it related to me because mm. that could easily happen to my daughter or yeah, whatever yeah. it is mm, yeah. but, um, but it was really powerfully acted mm. I thought but. yeah I had an experience with a movie called Snowtown oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's oh, one I can't watch again no, I, never, I could never watch, watch that again yeah. I know what the outcome was yeah. And, yeah. I, and I'm going I'm not watching this I don't, I don't, I don't want real, to know this happened that had a real impact on me yeah. like mm. when I was watching it, it I've was, been to Snowtown so uh, uh, yeah. There was an incredible scene in that movie that really impacted upon me. They were inflicting incredible torture on some guy in a bath. And then the camera went outside and it was peaceful or there was a bit of rain and there was little kids riding their bikes and they're just that... Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it yeah, was well, juxtaposition. Ju- yeah, really that, on, yeah. one really accentuated yeah. the other. Yeah. It was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah it just shows yeah, the importance that, of yeah. production and yeah, edit as good. well along with the performances there because oh, Snowtown... Man, it brought oh, me. Yeah. That's it's a very disturbing yeah. film. Um, yeah. For anyone who's yeah. listening no, and thinking about seeing a film, probably make sure you're in the right. Uh, but yeah, that, oh. Well, we can't dismiss it. We know those things happen, but I just don't like don't like it. But didn't didn't like what happened in Animal Kingdom either. But a lot of the stuff in Animal Kingdom was very very powerful individual stuff. Mm. But, but uh, not that big. Well, let's let's get back on to how you actually, I suppose, how you got into well the arts but mm. most um relevantly getting into theater and, and acting you know from what age did you think you were that was the sort of the pathway for you to to follow well i started when i was young and when i was young it just looked fun yeah. you know there was an energy to it and uh, um and, and i i just wanted to be the center of attention <laughs> so it was all about me 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 <laughs> um that's how that's how i sort of was attracted to it in the in the beginning um and i think that over time you know i developed a relationship uh, there's something really satisfying for me with, with developing a relationship with something that over time as you develop and change it develops and changes mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. um and then there's a there's a particular kind of substance in that so um and it's hard for me to actually speak about because there is and this is really hard to articulate because there is a kind of spiritual element in it for me without being too spiritual about it. Um, there is something about the work um, that feeds and nourishes something inside of me. Hmm. And I don't know what that is. It's hard for me to articulate what, what that is. Um, but I know that it challenges me and it, it, and it challenges me in a way to... <clears throat> to constantly let go of the things I don't need anymore that are no longer useful and it, it inspires me to try to try and be in communion with my highest self with my best self mm. and I very 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 rarely achieve that but in the small moments when I have there's this beautiful state of grace and um, something important information gets revealed to you when you're in your heart and so Everything now is kind of somewhat re- related to the commercial elements of it. Like you can't do that stuff if it doesn't pay its way. Or yeah. You can, I suppose, to a degree. Is that? 
I never, I've never yeah, looked compromise. Yeah, you talking at, about? Yeah, look at art and we go. Oh, I'm yeah. not sure how how this will work. That's a compromise by popularity or populism to a degree. I yeah, suppose, it is. I, I think, and I think the compromise is you've got to do what you don't want to do until you can do what you do. You can. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's a little bit back to that thing of saying just do what you do as well as you yeah, can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You really are. I mean, and, you, you and, might do a little bit of that on the side. Yeah, but until you get yeah, to the point right. where you're able yeah. to dictate terms, yeah. and that will happen if you're good at what yeah. you do. Yeah, and your so. whole brand, there's this whole thing about branding. What's your brand? Your brand is to be good. So knuckle down and do the work yeah. and get good and don't put your, you know, like swim in the lane and don't look around at who's doing what. Stay what's true to you, yeah. you know, and see yeah. out your vision and see if you, have, if you have the courage to see out your vision, you know. Yeah. That's what I think is important. I find it, I find it really because it's, it's... It's hard it, to talk about too because there's a sentimentality uh, to it that I don't really want to... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Too, too selfish in a sense. Yeah. Sentimentality, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it, yeah. <clears throat> well, there's that classic of um, Nicole Kidman was in Aquaman and then you think there was big little lies before that and you just think, well, I suppose even at the top level when you're up the very, you know, you're very good, you still got to sort of go and do those performances for, whether, whether that's oh, just because they had that end of the yacht I did see Big Little Lies she was outstanding <laughs> yeah well you might have to do the Aquamans uh, Aquamans to do yeah know, yeah yeah your project yeah. and what has real meaning for you so yeah. you know. so I mean I, I have been in your classes before but for, for the people out there listening um, what type of person do you think is attracted to your to your classes of course people with an interest in acting but uh, outside of that interest, what sort of um, person have you noticed coming into your class? It's funny, I, I was thinking about, because um, I don't really market what I do, and, and look, maybe that'll shift and change in the future, maybe that will happen, um, but so far it's just what I do has been organically, um, it's happened organically through word of mouth, which, which really makes me happy no end. Um, but I was thinking if I did have to market it, who would I market it to? And mm. it's everyone. <laughs> I, I get old people, young people, people that have been acting for a while, people that are just curious about it, people who, who, who are in the corporate sector and want to start to develop more confidence in public speaking, people who are looking at self-development, mm. you know, all kinds of people, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. So it's, a bit of it, like it, it is. It's a mix. Yeah. I guess a, in, in real life, if I've got to go and do something, I'll kind of think that I get the audience or understand what they're doing or whatever. Is, it, is that essentially what this is? Like, you know, if I've got to go and say something, I'm, I'm, I'm acting to a degree. I've got to, not acting, I'm trying to present something to someone to get them to do something, yeah. which in a sense is being, you know... It's kind of acting, yeah. Kind of acting. Yeah. So, but I've never had any training at it, but, and I think I'm okay at it. You're a bloody master at it. Oh, well. Well, I'm not sure. Well, what we were talking about. Well, the relationship yeah. stuff, and that's yeah. why I want you to stay in Geelong, mate. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is it's sort of relatively what this is what normal humans do, but it's just a greater depth of it. You know, particularly when you're playing another part. I'm playing. I'm playing the same part. Yes. Every time, I'm not playing a different part. But yes. you're Probably presenting to a slightly different audience, which mm. is why you might adjust. Yeah. And this is just an extension of that. Um, understand what... Well, you come to a studio to find out what your possibilities are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, some people can't far, uh, can't play too far away from themselves, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. And some people, like Daniel Day-Lewis, have yeah. an incredible range, yeah. and they get to play all different kind of colours and, and whatnot. Mm. 
Are, you know. are they the best con men? Are they the shonks? Are they the, <laughs> who, you know the, what I mean? The, like the people who are able to... They, say, they do it for good, right? Say, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, well, they are, I suppose. Well, no, I think the... the I, you know, they're, they're lying truthfully. <clears throat> yeah, I, that's kind of what I mean, yeah. Like, you know, some of those, you know, those shows where the... I forget which, which one it was called. Who was in it? Um... That good-looking young actor played the... There's a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the, you know the, the Wall Street stuff and all that, you know, they were... The Big Short, are you yeah, talking about? It wasn't The Big Short, uh, but that was an outstanding film, but the other one, The, the I, Bullshitters, yeah. I was thinking about, um, I saw The Favourite the other night, and um, Emma Stone was in it with... But Olivia Colman played the... Uh, I think it was based on a true queen, but I think it was a fictional queen. And just something about a performance, there were these little moments where you're like... that. It was funny, and all of a sudden you're just like, I feel so totally and utterly devastated for this person. And it was in that like quick little, and you're like, that that is you know something you don't feel on a daily. That that's something when you see great art, mm-hmm. and you just like a second ago I was feeling like God, this is this silly, and then I'm now feeling this great enormous uh, sadness for her situation, which. Like that, I think that that kind of sums up what I love about you know like yeah and it puts you, know. you in uh, can, it can place you in deeper contact with deeper parts mm. of yourself that don't yeah. necessarily always see the light of day. So mm. is is mm. that the script or is that the actor or is that a bit of both or is that I don't know you know what I mean? Well, or I think it starts you know it starts and ends with a good story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good stories yeah. are really important. Um, I think Marlon Brando said you you, you, you know you can't act. Can't act well in a bad story, so starts and ends with the script. And I think those good scripts have the universal themes. We were talking about Shakespeare before. I think Shakespeare is incredibly relevant to this mm. day and age. Yes. He speaks yeah. to universal truths in all of us, and yeah. that will never end. Mm. That's how incredible that man was. Mm. Or but, men, I don't know. If it was one guy, <laughs> yeah. or, I don't know. All the conspiracies <laughs> about that. I think. Certainly a bit could be Will. Yeah, could be a woman yeah. as well. Could be a woman as well. There's plenty of those be. stories, but yeah. yeah, I think you know King Lee is one of those that always gets me. I'm like, that is, whoa, that is such a powerful, powerful play that one. But yeah, he was. I mean, some brilliant playwrights. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, any, any in particular for you who you really connect with, like playwrights or scripts or? I love John Patrick Shanley. Um, he has a fantastic speech i think at a university yes. that you have spoken about yes, that, yes, that is yes. brilliant isn't it oh. yeah. i want it to be good advice so let me start with something you can take to the bank when you get up in the morning drink two glasses of water whatever else i say remember that drink two glasses of water when you get up easy to remember good for your kidneys yeah. Two glasses of water. Yeah. Have you watched <laughs> it? Did you go? Yeah, yeah I watched it? it. I watched it. Yeah. It's just brilliant. Yeah, it really you is. Show. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's great. Like, because, you know, there's so many of those that like, even one came out during the week of it from Donald, Donald Trump from 04 talking, you're going to burst through every wall. You're going to run through every concrete wall. And it's like, hmm. Now he's talking about how. I know where he's going to build it. <laughs> I know. It's just a bizarre. That's, you know, that uh, keeps people on their. On their toes, I suppose, if you're, you're saying those things. For him, I'm sure there's no reflection there. Anyway, getting off that. Um, I suppose in terms of h- how do you think, you know, you spoke about um, how you've changed with, with the art and you being in, in the theatre and the arts and that sort of thing, but how do you think, have you been able to measure how you've changed as a person or a man? Or 
Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, have I... You know, I, I had a great relationship with my grandfather. He was like, like, he was kind of like my father because I didn't have a, uh, my father left when I was, when I was three. So my pop was the only real um, example of, of masculinity that, that I was in contact with. And he was gruff and, and, and strong and, and um, um, kind of authoritarian, but also very tender and very soft and, <clears throat> um, and I loved him dearly, but as he grew older, um, it, it was really beautiful. He he uh, he softened, and he became more and more open, and he did it really gracefully. And so, if I'm changing in any way, I'd like to think that I'm changing in that. I'm opening more, softening more, mm. being more, finding more reason, you know. Yeah. Yeah, age is not a bad thing. I think I'm more democratic than I ever was. <laughs> a bit more approachable, but maybe mm. people I work with might disagree with that. But <laughs> or even my kids might disagree. No, I, I saw know. that look. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah there's a couple, couple of things. But Matt, yeah, no, I've, I've definitely noticed that in you, a similar thing to your grandfather, a bit of softening, I'm sure you know. but I'm still I, tough as bloody Yeah, that, that's, well, that's the thing, you know. Like, I suppose I found one of the things that I, have come out of going to your class is... I don't think I hide behind as many because you know we've we've, got, we've spoken about this before, but different types of masks and different types of selves yeah, we, we bring have to different personas. That yeah, we yeah. Into the world and look, those personas they're helpful at times. You mm. know, they help you they help you deal with things and, and get on with life. Yeah, um, yeah. But with the work, before you place the mask of a character on, you've got to take your own mask off. You know, you don't want to put a mask on top of a mask. Mm. And so that's that instrument work and going back to that, yeah. you know, depth and... Yeah, you know. I'd, I'd love you to sort of talk about one of those exercises that you use in, um, in sensory class just for, the, just for people trying to get a, a handle on it. Like what, what would be one of your major go-to exercises for people to pull off that mask and... Uh, well, I guess, you know, um, in, in part of one of the... Well, you know, sometimes the students are invited to to touch base with their heart. And so I say invite, because you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, all right? So that's very clear. Um, uh, so one of the exercises, I might get the uh, the students to relax in a chair, and there's a bit of a, a thing we do around that. Breathing's important. Relaxation's mm. vitally important. <clears throat> and, um, and then I might get them to think about a childhood object take themselves back to a, a place, a childhood object, and, you know, through a... You know, I'm guiding them through it, but we might get them to, you know, create that, that object, uh, imagine that they were holding it. So they're making it exist outside of themselves. It's not just... It's not a meditation. You're not just thinking about it. Mm. And then, you know, through the senses, you know, you smell it and feel it and touch it, and um, those senses hold memories, and they can bring you back to certain places and times and bring back experiences and, and then I might ask them to you know see the, the person's face that that object hmm. reminds them of or, or um, puts them in contact with and then that I'll get them to imagine that that face is right in front of them and I'll get them to touch the face and, and uh, speak to them something they might want to say have an interaction with that and uh, 
But that's kind of a, a little, you know. I've gone through all that. I've had a gollywog, which you're not allowed to have anymore, and I can <laughs> feel it, and I can see my mother. Yeah, yeah. I see what, yeah, and I don't touch my face. She said, no, "I'm only joking." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can. I see a gentle mother. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a beautiful intimacy in that. Mm. And, and yes, and, yeah, and, I feel it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I can tell you one thing. Yeah, you set up a, a yeah beautifully intimate and mm. incredible, you know just a uh, you know I, I'm really fanboying. I do have a lot of love for you as I know a lot of love for you as a person because it is he is an incredible teacher. But <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, my my whole deal is I, I want to and I, I mean this sincerely. I want to support the artist. Mm. So that's when I started teaching. That was organic for me. I, I you know and it wasn't like I necessarily set out to teach. I had some thoughts at one point, but it kind of happened organically and um, but geez when I started teaching it was I it was like a revelation to me it was like this is so much healthier for me <laughs> I'm in the service of other people and uh, and uh, it's all about them and uh, no that was that was good you know it is good I love it, it. I, read, I love it read something in a book the other day and it said this bloke felt that his purpose in life was to help other people the only thing he couldn't figure out is what all the other people were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is about right. <laughs> what was their point of them? <laughs> yeah. And who were your, um, in terms of, I suppose, transitioning from actor to acting teacher or acting mentor, yeah. who were the people who were sort of vital to your, your, uh, your transition? Uh, well, vital to my development and growth. Uh, there were a few, but first off, off off the top would have to be Bill Esper. Mm. Bill Esper is an um, internationally recognised master teacher. He has a studio in New York City. Um, and I first worked with Bill in 2002 and, boy, that was just a profound experience for me on the floor. Um, and then I, I was lucky enough to develop a, a relationship with him. Um, you know, Bill, Bill is a man that... Um, <clears throat> just holds an incredible uh, wealth of knowledge and you can actually feel that when you're in his presence. Mm. And uh, he teaches in a way that he's able to impart information without intellectually spelling it out to the <laughs> student, you know. Um, and and there's, like I have to say, there's a real mystery to him, mm. you know. Um, but I felt he certainly lived the principles in which he taught. That was so important to me. And that kind of reminded me of my grandfather a bit. Um and there was something about being in, in his presence that gave me confidence and just inspired me to want to be the best I can be. And I think a great teacher will inspire you to want to be the best that you can be. And they'll inspire you to take on that responsibility to do the work that you got to do to make that happen. Mm. You know? and, it, and a great teacher will point you in the direction, but they won't tell you what to see. Mm. And, uh, and Bill's very much, very much like that. Yeah. Um, so did you want to... Oh, he's based in New York, right? Yeah, he's New York. York. He's New York. But the other teacher that did have a profound impact on me as well was a, a woman called Elizabeth Kemp. Uh, she was uh, sadly passed away not too long ago. Um, but she was the Associate Artistic Director of the Actors Studio in New York City. And that's a, a quite a prestigious place to study. And she was an incredible woman. When, when you were in her presence, you knew it. Did you ever meet her? Or? I never met her, uh, no. No. Um, 
she was a, a kind of a cross between a, a white witch and Stevie Nicks from <laughs> from Fleetwood Mac, or maybe maybe Stevie Nicks was a bit of a white witch. I, I'm not sure, but um, she was a you know, she was an incredibly passionate, fierce, strong, um, but 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 very caring and nurturing at the same time. And she had the ability to inspire her students to really dig deep, really commit to what they were doing, and and really you know. Um, get them to step up and have the courage to make their work as personal as they could make it. <clears throat> so this is, is this teaching life or teaching acting or is it the same Well, thing? I think a great teacher, they're, 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 their teaching moves beyond just the subject matter of what they're teaching. Get the yeah, yeah. So Bill, but it never, they never seek to do that. They always stick within the confines yeah. of what they're teaching, but it's so um, profound that you, you can't help but see it. It's a challenge to go past what they're saying isn't it yeah yeah and to pick up their um to pick up their messages you know mm. i mean yeah the, the sort of conversations or the sort of when you're in their class you'd walk away and you'd be thinking about them for a well know. a great master teacher yeah. you keep them in your top pocket always they're always with you yeah you know yeah I mean? yeah gotcha absolutely yeah. Did you ever have someone like that neil like a coach or someone mm. that instilled principles that were always just with you it's a good question. I'm kind of a bit weird that way. I'm, I tend not to think, look back at those things to hang on to them. Yeah. Um, but no doubt there was. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I'm, I mean, there's no doubt there was. I mean, the influence of someone like a Tommy Hapy, which who everyone knows, or even Barry Richardson, who's a good mate of mine, or particularly a fellow called Wally Miller, who was a yeah. footy guy in Adelaide, who he's probably been the biggest inspiration to me, although I was relatively, I was 27, 28 when I met him, but when you look back at those people, they're the people who show, showed you the yeah. way. Um, but you got to, as, as you said, they don't tell you what to see, they just show you, yeah. point you in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so you've got to figure it out for yourself, but I'll be very lucky, and even, I mean, I know it's going to be a pat thing to say, but even my dad, I mean, mm. he was he was terrific influence. Yeah. For me, um, but yeah, I don't think I was ever, ever lo- I was ever looking for it. You just, mm. as you said, get on with it and mm. let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I, I think I might have been. I think I might have been looking for it just simply because I, yeah, my, I didn't my have a father. It's a little bit different to you. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> personality, isn't it? It's, hmm. yeah. I was a little less, even though I think I'm intellectually okay and relatively introspective. I think I was a bit more the other way. Yeah, right. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, who knows? Yeah, we've spoken about this before uh, a number of times. Um, you and I both have experience in, with this, but uh, you've spoken about you're an advocate for... Hey, look at you and your behaviour. Oh, no, yeah, <laughs> I know so... where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because a few things I remember used to pick up, pick up things that I do and you go, you're, feeling, you're running away and I'm like, oh, am I? <laughs> it just picked up something. Anyway, but you're an advocate for, for therapy. I could have been bloody wrong, Will. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you're an ad- advocate for therapy, you know, cancel- counselling, etc. But... Um, why do you think uh, attitudes persist on the shame of going to someone to talk about the state of their mind? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I think maybe that it just... 
there's a shame attached because it, it, it may be seen as a, they may feel it's a weakness. Yeah, yeah. I said you're in charge of yourself. Look after yourself. Mm. You can see that's why. I mean, it's yeah. wrong, mm. but that's you know. Oh, yeah. Don't want to own up to that. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's almost yeah. We're coming a long way with it, I think. I think that's yeah. what I, I yeah. really agree with yeah. that yeah. too. Like it's so much so that we're having a conversation about it yeah. now. Yeah, it's a yeah. reflection in itself, yeah. you know. And I'm, I've been in, as we were talking about earlier, I've been in therapy now pretty robustly for two and a half years. That's that's a commitment to process uh, once a week. And it's I had this idea. <laughs> I had this idea when I started that, you know, therapy was like where they give you a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you'll be right. This that's the simplest therapy we're hoping for. So well, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, but sometimes, but yeah, but sometimes yeah. a sympathetic audience is not what you need, you know. And so I'm going through this process now, and it's bloody brutal. <laughs> you know? But I tell you what, unpacking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I tell you what, I have absolutely felt real shifts and changes in me. And, uh, and they're being subtle too. And they're the best ones because they're the ones that are going to stick around, mm. you know. And uh, so, so yeah, it's been, a, it's been, a, it's hard. It's hard to talk about mm. with someone who is objective, you know. They're not, they have no relationship to you really in terms, they're just there to listen to you. And it's hard to, to, to dig deep. And sometimes she asks me questions and I'm like, oh, I don't. <laughs> <sighs> You know, I don't know. Well, you'd be Why? Yeah. Wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 What you, so, what do you think in terms of? Because I think it should be almost mandatory that at, at the very that least. Authoritarian. I know. I know. That's the problem. That's the hard <laughs> part of it. Th- I don't think yeah. everyone should go. I think you should go if you need to go. Yeah. 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 I know, but I still think it'd be beneficial for most. Most people, it would be beneficial to actually go talk to an objective person. I think it would be not... beneficial for most people to work behind a bar as well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the life that's good coach. therapy. It's, it's, it's the life coach thing in a way. Yeah. Regardless of where you put it, that's something going to help you get through, which is what it is. But you, but you realise how what difficulties human beings have put themselves through. I just mm. read that, was it Bird Song, that, that novel about the First World War? Right, yeah, yes. Yeah. I read that like, Talk about someone needing help. Hmm. These, like the, what they had to go through, and you and they, they almost turned off to it. No help. Don't even hmm. tell anyone. Never talk about it again. Yeah, you're in these, you know, like killing each other, and the walls about to blow up, and hmm. like it just went on for years, and almost no end to it. Yeah. And you wonder how people do get a bit oh. kind of challenged <laughs> mentally when you yeah. go through. All yeah. this. Look, I mean, I, I was kidding a little bit, but. You know, um, I think it's beneficial for human beings. I I think that it's certainly beneficial for the actor who needs Mm. to really develop a good relationship to self Um, because, you know, uh, as we said before, all you have have to use for the work is yourself and Mm -hmm. and you're asked to go to some pretty robust places and there was that sort of this idea back in the day, I'm not so sure if it's prevalent now, but back when I was sort of, you know looking at acting and stuff it was kind of cool to be messed up a bit you know you had to be kind of <laughs> messed up to be an actor and a real artist and I disagree I think you've got to be really really healthy and so that process of developing self-awareness is vitally important because the more self-aware you are the more uh, honest and truthful you can be and the more spontaneous you can be as well you know I think the sad the sad part about the people who come into it messed up and continue on with that is they don't last 
you know, in whatever way they don't no, last. And it's long. dangerous too, Very dangerous, because if yeah. you're looking for acting um, to heal your childhood traumas, you're in for a terrible time. Yeah. It's all you get out of acting is the joy of creativity. It's not there to give you an identity. Mm. You've got to have that before you go into it. Mm. And that's really, really important, you know. So for, for people out there probably thinking about, you know, their own vulnerability and that sort of thing, what, what do you think are some practical, practical measures or ways that they could actually express or explore, explore that from either within their room or without, well, you can go to his classes, of course, but just to start the, uh, start the ball rolling, really. Um, I think that, firstly, you can always try and be honest. Keep developing that honest communication with yourself. Always try and be truthful. Um, do something that scares you every day, mm. um, but within reason. And go run in the traffic around. <laughs> Play Frogger. <laughs> you know, I think that... Um, you can uh, allow yourself to explore tenderness mm. and where that lives in you and intimacy and, uh, and your vulnerability. I, I think, uh, I don't know, being in touch with what's beautiful. What do you think? All sounds pretty scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, I'm one of the lucky people in the world. I don't think I have mental health issues probably have but I don't think I have so I, I'm sort of lucky I think I've got a reasonable balance yeah so I don't think all that much about it but um, but I do have a very uh, positive view of life and outlook on things I trust many more people than I don't which causes me big trouble sometimes but I think I'm, I'm lucky to have that positive outlook yeah so I've sort of got it relatively naturally mm. and we're never out again something Tough happens, and I've got to work through it. But um, I, I think I'm very lucky. I, I know I'm very lucky because yeah. I don't actually have consciously have to go. Okay, let's think of something beautiful. Yeah. Or let's work. I, it tends to happen well, I, fairly I, naturally for me. Yeah, and that's that's fantastic. I I, I think that um, um, I had an experience recently where I was work, working through some trauma with with my therapist, and it was dark, you know. And uh, I was looking out, she's got a beautiful space, and I was looking out the window, and I'm dealing with all this, you know, dark stuff, but there was this, the way the light was hitting the trees, it just looked beautiful. Mm. And just to be in touch with beauty, even though you're moving through some pretty dark stuff, you know, I have to come to the realisation that there's elements inside of me, some pain that, but that probably won't ever go away, but my relationship to it can change. And the understanding that, you know, beauty does exist, mm. and that you can be in contact with that, and hold both. That's part of maturation as well, growing yeah, up, yeah. is, is yeah. to hold both, you know. I, mean, I wouldn't, it's not very hard for me to think of some things that could happen that would make my life pretty uncomfortable. Mm. Fortunately, touch wood, they yeah. haven't or don't happen very often. But, um, but I, do, I, I do feel very grateful yeah. that I, I don't have an intrinsic issue where I've got to work through it. But um, mm. I'm sure if I did, I would, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, having having that experience myself um, with mental health issues, it does. You do have those moments though where you do see something that really. I think I've I've found the simple. I think I've tried to break it down to the more simplistic view of of things that really catch my eye, and I go, that is something. You know, mm. that's special to actually, mm. whatever it is, whatever mm. it might be. It's just going. 
isn't that like isn't that bizarre that we're in this moment i'm seeing this beautiful thing whatever it is this beautiful sight or beautiful song or something spontaneous and i find mm. that that's kind of a, a great leveler mm. And, mm. Mm-hmm. well i think i do that yeah, yeah i mean that's the thing it's not just me but it's not know. me having to drag myself out of <laughs> yeah yeah the darkness to do it fortunately mm. Anyway, you don't want to hear about my good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's actually good to hear about, you know, hear about the good things. Yeah, definitely. There's a a lot of negativity in the world and sometimes it's nice to just go. I I actually, you know, mean this. It's it's a real honour to to spend some time with you because... uh, you know, men with Thanks, character. Mate. No one can see this, but he's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So he should be. <laughs> you uh, too. Very kind of yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I've got a few other questions to finish on, but I thought, what, what are your interests outside of, of theatre? What are your loves and passions? Uh, I love skateboarding. Oh, nice. Yeah. You didn't expect me to say that. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> Um, that was one of my loves, passions. I can see it now, he's got the broken elbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, footy. I love footy. I yeah. love my, my job. I'm going to ask you this question. I, I see some people riding the skateboards with a little motor on them. Do you reckon I could handle that? No, <laughs> that be, no, no. probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah, but I love footy. And you're a Geelong supporter too. I am indeed, yes. Yeah. Love, love so, the cats. I was. Yes, you were. You're the reason I'm a Geelong supporter. But... Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. why I want you to go uh, back, mate. <laughs> They're a great club. I, I do love them. I must yeah. admit, yeah. a bit more committed to the Tigers at the minute. Uh, well, yeah, understandably right. so. <laughs> and what a bloody brilliant job you're doing. But I, when you were at the Cats, it, that to me felt like a, a really special period of time for that club that you oh, were well, a part of. Well, no, I, I was certainly a part of it. They were a terrific club. They were they were ready ready to do something. But they were sort of fighting against their Geelongness, yeah. <laughs> in, in a way, they were yeah. like some of the things, you know, just being the, the the smaller community within the community, and yeah. it was probably easier for them once I got there in a way that because footy was was still very much in the community, but all the players were full time footy. They didn't actually work in the community. Yeah, right. Well, they do, but not not as a butcher yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but it was yeah. probably a little easier for them to you know to get themselves organised yeah. right because they mm. they were so responsible to. Mm what was happening in Geelong because they they were in the team and they loved regardless yeah. of what. It was probably easier when they pulled out of that a little bit and were just able to focus yeah. on playing footy and they had a damn good they had a damn good team. Yeah, yeah were you there with the uh, uh, leading leaders that leadership program? Leading uh, teams. Yeah, yeah, were you there yeah. then? Jared, I actually I knew Ray McLean the leading teams from Former. before and was kind of I thought it was a very important part of our program which and that's they started yeah. when, when I started there. Yeah. Uh, so Steve Hocking and I thought that was a good idea. We got a bloke called Jared Murphy involved. Yeah, Ray, right. He's Ray McLean's partner. Ray McLean's actually been on this show yeah. before. Oh, he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And there's you know there's people. Some people like it. Some people don't. But it's yeah. in it, in its simplicity, it's a wonderful program because yeah. all it does is help people do what they want to do, challenges them when they don't, and congratulates them when they do. It's yeah. a pr- pretty, a relatively simple program in a way. But you've got to. People are going mm. to be pretty honest with it. Yeah, yeah. But it was very good. It was what they needed. Yeah. We had some very good, um, you know, with Mark Thompson, the coach, and Tommy Harley was a really strong captain. And he quite was a, a few great the guys around him, I mean, Matty Scarlett and Link Lengy, and then even I went all of them, Moons. And, you and go Corey through the list. They, they, had, they were very, very, you know, yeah. Brad Ottens. Oh, you keep, you keep, keep naming yeah. them. Yeah. 
a very, very powerful team. Yeah, yeah. And they were wonderful for a long time. And still, still a damn good club. They've yeah. obviously been a pretty significant change of personnel. Yeah. I remember one commentator talking, one day I was watching the game and during the heyday and James Kelly got the ball and one of the commentators said, you know, James Kelly and any other team would probably <laughs> be the best centre. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was talking, I did, I mentioned that you know, they talk about a few, and someone, well, what about James Gatlin? He said, oh, I forget, I even forgot James. <laughs> what about Paul Chapman? Uh, <laughs> what about Jimmy Butler? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson. What about Johnson? Oh, that was my, it's uh, incredible. Wonderful mm. players. Yeah, yeah. One of my favourites of the club was Joel Corey. I thought it, I reflecting on Joel at the time, Corey. I didn't quite understand. Then you rewatch, you go, that guy, oh, unsung yeah. as you as yeah, you get, but he just had the right attitude to play, mm. tough, had it, worked hard. Didn't didn't look for the accolades. Just no, I met him. And, but, but he had a lot of mates. They were all quite similar. Yeah. Corey Enright was very similar. Oh, yeah, I yeah. met Joel Corey at the Richmond Club Hotel, and I was served him, and I was like, "You, you yeah, play for Geelong, you know?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I do. I play some footy." Yeah, they. I was very proud of being part of. I can imagine. They were, they were very good. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Very good. Well, we finished the show with a few few of our eternal universal questions. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you fear? Death. <laughs> scares the scares me. Mm. I got some bad news for you. Yeah, I know, right? it's I coming know. at some stage. I know, right? I know. Yeah, Not soon. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. 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 What do you hope for? Um, uh, um, oh, geez, at this time when I feel that the, I just feel that there's you know great polarization on either sides of, of, of you know the left and the right and I'm just I hope for reason you know that we can find reason throughout this chaos that we're going through at mm. the moment oh that's how it feels to me anyway in Australia or is that the left or right in the world I don't know it feels no, like I, a big, I don't know either. I feel like it's global global I feel, trends. I feel like it's a global yeah. thing too yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know the answer no no, no. But, uh, but reason. Yeah, if I do know the answer, we need the Wizard of Oz to take over. Yeah. I heard you say that. Because I, I listened to the last, you know, <laughs> thought. He's got to take over. Yeah. What makes you happy? Um, silence. And uh, uh, calling my partner my wife. That's beautiful. Saying, yeah, this is my <laughs> introducing, this is my wife. There's something. Special about that for me, and rubbing her feet when I'm, when we're watching TV. Interesting. <laughs> what's what's what? interesting? <laughs> no, that's that that's lovely. About? That's lovely. No, no, that's it's a beautiful. beautiful image. Giving, yeah. giving man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I actually really love really, it. Like, uh, seriously, I do. You know, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a peculiar. You wait till you get a wife and you're rubbing her feet watching TV. I know, I know, I know. That's I good. I don't want my yeah. wife. It's like, get away. <laughs> <laughs> Leave her feet alone. Is it a peculiar thing or is it, it, do you just get used to it when you actually go from saying either my girlfriend to fiance and then fiance to I don't wife, know. I don't it know. It's weird. Really... But she introduced me the other night for the first time as this is my husband. And I double took and I was like, I was feeling like I needed to look behind me to see some man that she was, <laughs> you know. But it was nice. It's nice. I like it. I get that bastard every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. Well, we just got not married, so we're not there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Uh, what makes you sad? Cruelty. Yeah. yeah. Cruelty. Uh, who, who do you think is the most positive influencer in the world today? Uh, I don't know. I um, There's a guy called Stephen Fry. Yeah, we like yeah, him. He's... he's 
<laughs> Stephen Fry's a breathtaking and I just human, love I his uh, the way he articulates an idea and uh, mm. he's very generous and he's very grounded and he's very reasonable yes and yes. that's what I love about him he won't last <laughs> yeah he's very good no, he's, he's, yeah. his, um, his documentary on um, bipolar he's a, he's a light he's a light yeah. he certainly is but his documentary on bipolar which was made many years ago I think Carrie, Carrie Fisher was, it's, it's just a very reasonable yeah. take on it because there are so many observations he goes look at once I hate this disease and I hate this but at the same time it gives me sometimes I have these moments where I'm just up there it's almost like it was that different perspective on something that's seen as so, yeah. you know. Well, yes, he is. Yeah, he's had some, yeah. He, he does, a, he did a debate, um, um, it's on YouTube, you can look it up, but on um, political correctness. Yeah. And he's on the side of it's no good. But the way he's able to articulate what he's saying in a way that doesn't alienate anyone, in mm. fact, the audience bloody applauds him. <laughs> it's just incredible. Yeah, I like him, I must say. Uh, and we've had the... Same answer for this question for everyone, but who's the most negative? Uh, most negative. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, you're talking. You said Trump. Is that what? Yeah, you're it's everyone said Trump. But yeah. oh, no, I'm just going to say social media. Yeah, I think yeah. That's having a hugely negative impact in ways that we can't even really see yet. Mm. I th- mm. Yeah, that's a great answer. Mm. Um, what album or book would accompany your life story? Um, there's an album um, by a band called The Doves, and it's called Lost Souls, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's just beautiful, haunting music that touches a, a place deep inside of me. Mm. So, are they Australian? The Dogs? I think they're English. English. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last book, film, or album that kept you thinking for weeks? Well, there's a book I'm reading at the moment. It's called the um, what's it called? The Gulag Archipelago. Oh yeah. Right. And it's by a, a guy called Sol- Solzhenitsyn, and uh, it's about um, his experience in the Gulags mm. of Soviet Union. All oh, right. And it is insane. You're talking about what human beings have to go through, mm. and it really is a very, very. So that was written in the sixties. Sixties, yeah, yeah, very, very. Um, it's a very, it's a big wake-up call for for the dangers of ideology, mm. and how it can make people do evil things when they feel and they feel righteous in doing it. And that's the problem, you know. You, you, the, like, you see it sometimes, you know. Well, we're we're protesting this or that and whatnot, but but I feel morally right, so therefore I can get in contact with everything that's evil inside of me <laughs> yeah. and bring it out to you, yeah, and I can yeah. feel righteous in doing it, you know. Mm. You know, you know what what that tells us is that I've been reading some stuff myself lately, and it talks about. And this is not, I don't want to sound anti-religious, but it mm. says. If you if you follow really strongly one of the serious religions, you're not really following what, the, in essence, what they are is about goodness and mm. decency and that sort yeah. of tolerance but, yeah. and tolerance. But essentially, what it says is yeah. there is only one true God and it's mine, and all you other bastards are wrong. And yeah. what I'm going to do is prove you wrong or shoot you or whatever. You'll be in hell if you don't there. do this. Yeah. 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 So. It worries me that so many good things supposedly are driven by things like religion and belief in a God and all that sort of stuff, which you, we kind of all essentially do because we're from a, a Christian society in a way. Yes. I'm, I'm certainly not a follower. I'm not a, as what did Nick Cave says, I'm not a believer in 
uh, interventionist God, but mm. in your case, yeah, from the uh, yeah. from his last album, yeah. yeah. Into my arms, into my arms. Oh, but, sorry, into my arms. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But what what, what worries into me is that, is it yeah, yeah the essential part of a religion is that every other mob is wrong, mm. or most of them, if not all of them, mm. except maybe. Buddhism, Buddhism, Buddhism yeah, yeah. there's still, but yeah, I know there's still chance, but elements of. But most everyone else says everyone else is wrong, which I think well, essentially, and I'm not not saying that we shouldn't have religions necessarily, but they're not necessarily heading in the right direction. I don't reckon. Yeah, I think that's it, the case. I, I think which is a, what you say about the the Gulag yeah. archipelago. So yeah. they, we believed in they believed in communism or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, they would do anything to make it right. Well, yeah. it's been proven to be wrong in their case I think it it comes back to of course um, the overarching you know the the texts are probably alright but it is the interpretation that I find Mm. is the hardline interpretations of of religion or from um, you know communism Mm. or fascism are the scary the really scary therefore everything else is not yeah yeah Yeah, because it becomes this authoritarian but I think underneath some of these things are Mm. principles and, and principles aren't rules so the principles yeah. are more guidelines. Yeah. And I think the wonderful thing about religion is it can put you in touch. I'm not religious necessarily. Uh, I was never raised in any kind of religion. But I think it can put you, a great religion or the principles at least, can put you in touch with the mystery. Mm. And I think there needs to be something bigger than us in life. Otherwise, we can begin become very cynical, very nihilistic and... Mm. And I think that's dangerous too. And I see a lot of that happening. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, I kind of get that. I'm worried about that essential exclusiveness. Mm. We are the ones that can't necessarily can't be healthy. No, <laughs> no. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not going to solve the world anymore. I'm not going to solve. <laughs> not today, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I, final question, I suppose. We move off that topic. We talk about that all night. But uh, a recommendation from your hometown. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> Just uh, anything you've, you've been to that you've enjoyed in, in the area you live, whether it be a restaurant, be a, ah. be a place, be, a, be a, an experience. And, and, and it can't be the bus stop out. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I, every morning I go, uh, I live in Kensington, and every morning I go to a cafe called Pepper. And, uh, I, I, you know, I've been going there pretty, every day, you know, for a little while now, and I've developed a... A really lovely relationship um, with the guys behind the jump and uh, and the guy that that runs it and it's nice to go to a place that they know you and you have a little kind of Thanks. friendship with and mm. so that would be my my little what did you call it a little recommendation, recommendation. <laughs> go check out Pepper yeah. excellent fantastic yeah yeah. Um, yeah absolutely marvellous having you in Justin it's been wonderful yeah, to be yeah. here thanks, thank you Justin good fun yeah, thank right, you done. and to Neil I, I hope we made some I hope I made some sense <laughs> made a lot of sense oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I hope you've learned a few things about uh, the, the going goings on of yeah, Justin yeah. Lehman's Very studio if, if for anyone out there who's looking for yeah. a, a fantastic place to no, go and learn the craft <laughs> no that was my all my all my doing that wasn't part of the agreement <laughs> but yeah thank you once again for listening and we'll, we'll speak to you soon Great stuff.